Thank you for joining us today for Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer at Chick with Beats. And Breezy Gibson right here, entrepreneur. And we're glad that you've tuned in and, you know, another great show lined up with music industry news and beats by yours truly. It's been some different things happening and, you know, especially towards the end of the year, it seems like more and more stories just keep rolling out. And, uh, you know, we kind of ciphered through all that to give you the best of the best and the things that can help you plan for your own career. Yeah, yeah. So in the place to be. Yes. Okay, before we get started, of course, we got to give a super huge shout out to our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I say, let's go ahead and dive right on in. Let's do it. All right, let's go.
This is Breezy Gibson from The Breeze Team. How would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who've already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business? Whether it's your music you're selling, hip-hop clothing, you got a restaurant or a cafe, or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business, visit me at breezetocheese.com. That's using the, the number two, breezetocheese.com, or click my bio link on my Instagram profile to see a live demo how this can help you get more customers and make more money. Hey, this is a chick with beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, achickwithbeats.com, for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's achickwithbeats.com, A-C-H-I-C-K, W-I-T-B-E-A-T-Z. Let's make something happen. All right, we're back with music industry news. Unfortunately, Universal Music Group persuaded a judge in Manhattan to dismiss the proposed class class action lawsuit that was brought by Black Sheep for unlawfully underpaying its artists. So the suit accused Universal of lowering their royalty payments from Spotify as part of the undisclosed sweetheart deal in exchange for shares in the service back in 2008. So in 2001, Universal had disclosed its ownership of over 3% of Spotify's shares, which were valued at $1.7 billion, with a significant chunk of that that was acquired through that agreement with Spotify. So Black Sheep says that, you know, this violated their recording contract by paying them less than they deserved in Spotify royalties, because that was part of the deal for um Spotify be able to lock in the rate that they did they said okay well what if we give you know these record labels a portion of the company in exchange for that and as we know most of the labels went ahead and took that so you know they actually had a very valid point by saying hey you undercut us so that way you could get a portion but if you would have said no we could have been getting more money from streaming which totally makes sense so you know the case was thrown out saying that there was a two-year statute of limitations and the U.S. District Judge Jennifer Rashawn said that the duo waited too long to bring much of its case, which, I mean, considering they learned what happened in 2021, you know, it's kind of unfortunate to say, oh, they took too long. It would have been different if they were aware of that up front. But hey, who knows? Um, so, yeah, the case was thrown out because of that. So they waited too long. Um, they had actually signed a recording track with Polygram Records, which was later acquired by Universal in 1990. And so the judge said that the contract that they signed actually gave the label sole discretion over how to distribute the music. So, you know, unfortunately, I can kind of see how she made that particular ruling, but it's just really unfortunate because, you know, 1990, they were incredibly young. Um, you know, we've seen the story a thousand times, maybe even more, to where, you know, you, you grab some eager kids who've got an opportunity, they're going to take it and not realize that they're signing something that would last in a perpetuity like that. So, you know, there was no streaming back then to be able to negotiate royalties. It's not like they could have considered that that would be part of it. But by kind of giving them that blanket license, they were able to kind of, you know, basically use their music to leverage the deal with Spotify and thereby kind of cutting them out of some of those royalties. 
Mm. Well, sad scenario for the guest. It's just a sad scenario. It really is. Yeah. Because the thing is, with that being um, a class action suit, they weren't just trying to get paid for themselves. They were trying to help all the other artists uh, that were kind of caught up in that, too. So I don't know if there's another um, step for them to go. I hope that if they can continue to pursue it, that they will, because I think that they have a valid point. But yeah, that's the thing, though. You got to be careful with those contracts that you sign. Um, So, yeah, we can use what happened to so many artists you know back in the day uh, when we hear these stories and things like that it's very important to retain that and understand that these types of deals are still happening right now i mean how often do we hear about artists trying to get out of deals once things start going better for them they don't realize exactly how much they actually signed over so you know it's one of those stories that's not gonna go away um because labels do tend to take advantage of people who don't necessarily have um, the access to the right legal team and people to help them with what they're signing yeah um almost like a david versus goliath type of situation (laughs) and you know it's very very it's very unfortunate it is true wow yeah so keep that in mind you know (laughs) you see those big dollar signs and everything make sure that you're not signing something that you're going to regret later because yeah streaming is the main thing now but who knows uh 20 years from now what else may arise so you got to kind of keep that in mind and label is definitely not looking for your best interest they want their money that's why they're investing in you so yeah they're they're not on your side and un- unfortunately, there's a phrase, we all have heard it, um, and that phrase is, there are some tricks to the trade. Mm-hmm. So, you gotta, you know, so you got to be aware. Absolutely. All right. The company One RPM has added an admin platform and distribution option for DIY music artists to its tool uh, toolbox. So One RPM recently launched two divisions which is one RPM enterprise solutions and offstep.com. So one RPM enterprise solutions is a new administration system to distribute music and videos, oversee marketing strategies. You can facilitate payments, streamline day-to-day operations, all while they're trying to prioritize transparency throughout the process. So that way, whoever's getting the money sees exactly what they're earning and where it's going to make sure that they're not being ripped off which is definitely a helpful thing that's one of the biggest issues and kind of related to the story we just talked about the transparency typically isn't there so anytime um, something like this can be made to where you know there's less question about where the money's going it's always a wonderful thing and um so yeah that's definitely <laughs> something to kind of look into if you could utilize something like that um, offstep.com is offering a budget-friendly choice for independent artists to upload and distribute unlimited music at $12 a year and allows them to retain 100% of their royalties. Once again, as we've mentioned before in the past, make sure that you check the fine print before you sign up for anything like that because some of them have it built in to where you know, if you let your membership lapse, then they can start taking a percentage of your royalties. So 
just yeah check the fine print I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case with this but if it's something that you pursue make sure that you're aware of what you're agreeing to don't just check the terms and condition box and keep it rolling so yeah some new opportunities there and um that particular one also lets you upgrade at a higher price if you decide you need more than what they offer for the 12 dollars a year so hey it's always good when artists have options right that's that's right that's right you know and and you know um referring to this new story as well as the last one you know there's certain phrases that i've said probably over the years 20 to 25 to maybe even 30 times over and over and over and over again the same phrase about uh protecting yourself but the only thing with that is as time goes by there's always brand new younger artists putting their toe into the music industry okay so there's things they just don't know you know and there's people around them that just don't inform them okay mm -hmm. so it's it's like a putting your finger in a in a broken dam um as long as as, as the youth keeps coming along there's just going to be people who get taken advantage of because they don't know you know yeah. so that's an excellent wow. point. Yeah, fresh faces, you know, eager, young, and excited. Yeah. And, yeah, don't have the access to to some of these stories from the past. Nope. Maybe they haven't seen all the biopics where, yeah. Is there a biopic where somebody doesn't try to get out of their record contract? I don't think there is. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. If you're listening out there and you know of one, please tell me. But, yeah, that's a really great point. So, and even if you're seasoned in this stuff, you don't know. There's no shame in saying, hey, you know, I'm not sure if I might get taken advantage of like this. But there's so many resources um, to kind of be able to look into uh, to figure out whether the deal that you're getting is a good one or a bad one. Or another alternative, stay independent. <laughs> but, you know, hey, that's just a, another suggestion. Mm hmm all right iheart media is going to receive a hundred million dollars from the sale of bmi so we talked about this uh, last week i believe it was but um, again subject to the approval the amount reflects the equity interest that iheart media has in bmi so um they say that they plan to utilize the funds for various corporate needs which could potentially include debt repayment so yeah, last week we talked about the fact that New Mountain Capital is the new owner of BMI and they have a shareholder group that actually includes Google slash Alphabet's independent growth fund called Capital G. Therefore, Capital G will acquire a passive minority stake in the PRO. So what does that mean? Alphabet slash Google actually owns a part of BMI now. So, yeah, there's been a lot of moving parts with this, and I'm sure there's probably more that are going to kind of come to light um, as this transition kind of unfolds. But once again, you know, it depends on how you feel about it. If you are a member of BMI, um, if this is OK with you, cool, stay there. No big deal. If it's not, you do have options. There's ASCAP and CSAC in the U.S., um, and of course, there's tons of pearls all over the world, depending on where you are. But yeah, just something to kind of be aware of. Make sure that you're paying attention to this information as it rolls out who's actually benefiting from this uh, particular transaction. Indeed.
<laughs> All right, new sound exchange policies will end payments to unauthorized remixers. So they're going to be treated like any other third party creative participant on remix recordings. So sound exchange is going to require the same letter of direction, LOD for short, for remixers that it does for producers and mixers. So all the featured performances, or, or excuse me, all the featured performers on a sound recording must sign the LOD in order for a remixer to receive their full share of sound recording performance royalties. So this is going to keep that, um, you know, little thing that happens sometimes when somebody goes rogue, doesn't have permission, they remix it, it gets popular, and then they've been earning royalties on something that they weren't actually given permission to do in the first place. So, you know, this actually makes a lot of sense. But yeah, if you're a remixer or someone who tends to do stuff like that, you are going to have to get permission if you want to earn royalties from it, which makes sense because, you know, the original artists do deserve, or excuse me, not just the artists, but the performers um, actually deserve their just due for it. So, yeah, this step, you know, it might be kind of annoying for some, but. If you look at it in fairness of who actually owns the copyrights, then it makes perfect sense. And it's actually a good thing in the long run. So yeah, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Just make sure that you do it properly if you want to earn income from it. Yes, yeah, absolutely, positively. Oh man, that, that flows in so many directions. So that's deep, yeah. but true. Yeah. All right, this one, oh, you've uh, probably heard a lot about it. Because when the information was floating around the week prior, the only thing that people heard was Hall is suing Oates. And wait, he asked for a restraining order. What happened? And people went kind of wild with assumptions. <laughs> so just in case you heard part of that, this is the kind of breakdown what actually happened. So Daryl Hall received his temporary restraining order against John Oates to prevent him from selling his share of their joint venture, which is Whole, excuse me, Whole Oates Enterprises. And so apparently he was going to sell it to a primary wave. And so that was the purpose of the suit to try to prevent him from doing that because primary wave actually owns, well, they already bought a substantial stake in their catalog right 16 years ago. And Hall has basically kind of indicated that he regrets that he doesn't own all of his publishing. And so, you know, it's like, okay, well, we already got that part done, but at least, you know, maybe I can hold on to the rest. But, you know, if Oates sold his share, then that means that Primary was going to have a whole lot more control over their catalog rights. So with this fear, um, he actually requested arbitration between their teams on the 9th of, this, of November. But he was afraid that Oates would immediately proceed with the sale to Primary Wave. And so that's why he actually asked for the restraining order. And now he was granted that. So they've got some time to kind of arbitrate that and see how that's going to work. Who knows? Maybe he'll buy him out of it. But to think about somebody that's been in the game that long, they already made one of these catalog deals that we've been sharing with at least since the pandemic. We've had stories about this, you know, a couple of times a month, if not every week where people are doing these deals for whatever reason, but this is the first time I've heard of someone publicly saying that they kind of regret doing that. And especially with Hall and Oates, I think that um, they're kind of at an advantage compared to some of these people that have done a deal because a lot of these people, not everyone, but a lot of them that we've mentioned 
um, you started to hear more of their music in commercials or in different things. Maybe it was getting placed more in movie, movies or TV shows. But Hall & Oates has already kind of stayed in rotation. Their music never really went anywhere. So it's not like they needed the company to kind of give them that boost, which, like I said, this is just my theory probably why Daryl Hall was saying man I wish I would have kept all the publishing because they probably still have been getting all that money anyway instead of getting that big chunk of change up front so yeah we gotta wait and see how this unfolds and uh, what comes forth Uh, we haven't heard anything I think the court hearing was the 30th of November so you know maybe we'll have more information by the time we get together next week but Yeah, just kind of something to keep in mind and be aware of. So, yeah, we've shared a lot of these stories, but we haven't shared any where someone says, hey, maybe I shouldn't have done this. So, yeah, just something kind of interesting to know and know there wasn't any kind of domestic dispute between them why he wanted a restraining order. But it's just to keep him from selling his portion of their joint venture for right now. Yeah, well, (laughs) you know, it, it, it never ends, you know. What you don't know, I mean, you never think that what you don't, what you didn't know 16 years ago is just as prevalent today as it was then. Yeah, Yeah. it's just just amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Because, I mean, honestly, if I were, like, with the way that the climate was 16 years ago, it, of course, it probably seemed like a great deal. So, yeah, I, I could get the logic for going ahead and taking it. And I can understand why Oates wants to sell his now, because that'd be even more money. But yeah, the Hall's got some misgivings. So yeah, we'll have to see what happens. But once again, you know, that's one of those things where um, we can take those stories and kind of use it to help us make decisions with our career. You know, you don't always have to kind of reinvent the wheel. If you're watching what other people are doing, that can kind of keep you from uh, making mistakes that you don't necessarily have to because you can watch and learn, you know? Absolutely. And still, you know, you today, you know, artists, seasoned artists, seasoned artists as well as fresh, brand new, you know, you, you still, you got to surround yourself. You got to ask questions and ask more questions and ask more questions and use referrals, seek referrals. And still, at the end of the day, surround yourself with people that can boost your career rather than take from it and mm. uh, i mean that's like that phrase slippery slope is really a slippery slope yeah but boost your career rather than take from it can you expound on that a little bit because i think yeah. that that's really uh that's pretty heavy and i think that that's something that everybody needs to hear and kind of consider well uh a decade or more go maybe 15 16 years uh, in congruency uh there were some uh in in the city of atlanta there were some some guys some people who uh became sports agents and they sought these 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 young men young women who were uh stellar uh, athletes and uh they sought to represent them in whatever way that sports uh uh, representatives represent anyway um but it turned out that several of the main several of the big time uh sports agents they actually were taking from the athletes instead of helping their boost their career so uh one thing about the city of atlanta over the years they've been very proactive 
in protecting certain interests in the public domain. So they made a law uh, blocking anyone from just jumping up, running out, getting a uh, so-called degree, allowing them to um, become sports agents and represent these young people, these young athletes. And uh, it blocked out a lot of that. And, and not on top of that, several of these people were ended up being prosecuted and um, some sent to prison for doing that. Okay, but then see, when you multiply, and that's just in the sports arena. What about music? Mm -hmm. okay, so music, I, I don't know whether the music realm has that, anything like that. Um, anyway, so when you multiply the number of cities, states, countries, I mean, it's, you just, you just have to dig deep. Yeah. Uh, that's why I use the word seek referrals, ask questions, whatever. You know, get your, I mean, you got to really do your due diligence to determine whether that person that wants to represent you is on the up and up or whether they're on the down and down. Mm -hmm. uh, and that takes a lot of inspection and, 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 and it, retrospect and whatever. It really does. Yeah. Figure out, you know, who's going to benefit more from the deal, <laughs> them or you. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, or of course, if it's mutual. That's always a great thing when it's even yeah. kill. But yeah. You know, and of course, the athletes that were taken advantage of, of you know, they were they were just devastated uh, in in that particular scenario. But um, this, hey, we're talking millions and billions and of, of, of dollars. And so there's people out there that are are very helpful, but then there's also people out there that are on the nefarious side. Mm -hmm. And so you gotta do your due diligence to make sure that you don't get linked up with somebody on the on the nefarious side that will take advantage of you. So yeah, yeah. yeah, it sucks to get taken advantage of, even for a small amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> so with the millions and billions that you were talking of, that they were sick. You know, it was just. Um, yeah, because you kind of wonder, like, okay, what would have been if I would have caught this ahead of time? You know, yeah. of course, that kind of haunts you for a long time. So, yeah, it's okay to take a beat and evaluate things, just as Breezy said. And, um, yeah, <laughs> well, I think we found another topic that might be worth having a whole future episode about. Our list keeps growing. So, yeah, 2024 looks kind of promising, doesn't it? <laughs> It does. Hey, hey, give me my five dollars back. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? That's my portion of the news stories. I don't know if you have anything you want to add or any uh, final thoughts you want to share before we head out. Well, <laughs> well, I actually I did start amassing a list of the names of artists that showed up at uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, with the Atlanta Falcons football, NFL football game over the weekend. And the list was so long. I, at first, I thought I could read the list on the show. But it turned out there were so many of the artists, hip-hop artists, that were there to celebrate 50 years of hip-hop. I'd probably take up half the show reading that list. Okay, <laughs> and, and But to see on the news or but to see on the actual game the faces of the folks uh, backstage in the tunnel, whatever, before they came out on the field, 
you know, I was seeing faces. I mean, you're, oh man, you go back to Arrested Development and even even uh, T Boz and I mean, I could I could go on and on and on, but that. So perhaps I'll get that list together maybe next week or maybe oh I know we'll just break it down in segments. Maybe next week I'll do half of it and then following week another half or break it down in thirds or something like that. Yeah, excellent. Okay, and then. And and then think also celebrations like that for the for the fifty of you know the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop they're going on all over the country, mm-hmm. so I mean and that's a great thing I think so yeah right. yeah and I've even seen that uh, some other countries have been celebrating as well yeah, yeah. Um, and inviting uh, you know some of the hip hop pioneers to take part in the celebration flying them over and yeah it's just a beautiful thing i think a lot of people understand hip-hop as a genre but when you look at it as a culture it's so much deeper it's so rich and you know i think that it's great that it's being celebrated on the scale that it is of course you know you've got some organizations and companies that have definitely been milking it (laughs) trying to get what they can from it but there's been a lot of um you know beautiful things that are actually honoring it and i've been so excited to see a lot of these pioneers um being celebrated the way that they are like we should have been uh, doing this all along but hey at least now you know they're getting it and yeah, it's just a beautiful thing. I don't know if you could tell, I'm, I'm a hip hop head at heart, <laughs> hip hop junkie. I've loved it since the first time I was exposed to it. And like I said, it's much deeper than the genre, but I love the culture as a whole. And so, yeah, it's it's a really beautiful thing to be seeing it celebrated the way that it is right now. Yeah, I looked up and I saw, actually, I saw Arrested Development and and uh Bubba Sparks. Well, shout crime. out to Al Burroughs since you mentioned the rest <laughs> of development. Yeah. Crime crime mob. Okay, you know, how when you heard that, you know, crime, but they were there, you know, and, and uh just on and on and on and on and, and, and it was just really good to see those those folks and um you know, so but like hey, every area of the country they've got their their all stars like that. So you know, yeah. this was just a, a, a tiny speck of what's going on. And like you say, worldwide, too. So Yeah. Okay. And by the way, you know, I've kind of always wanted to say this. You hear a lot of people say, like, you know, some people have bias about uh, different places where hip hop was taking place in. So, you know, you hear, oh, you're biased. You prefer artists from here or you're from here. So you prefer artists from here. As a young chick growing up in the Midwest, we did not have that. I can't speak for anything else, but we loved hip hop from everywhere. So, you know, hey, it's it's a beautiful thing. I really, really wish that more hip hop that's kind of mainstream now had its own sound because that was just a beautiful thing back in the day. We could kind of, you know, being stuck in the Midwest, <laughs> we could kind of get a little glimpse of culture. It was different sounds from the different locations that these artists were from. So, yeah, depending on where you are, wherever you are in the world, you know, if you want to do the trendy stuff that's going on, that's cool, too. But make sure that when people listen to your music, they can hear your area and where you're from. Kind of share that because, you know, that's one of the things that actually helps people connect with you. <laughs> I looked up and I saw MC Shy D. I'm like, what? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's going back. Little Scrappy and people like that, you know. And see, some of the younger folks, they're like, who are they talking about? I'm like, oh, my God. You don't know. <laughs> Google. It's always your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Well, that does it for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chicken Pizza and Breezy Gibson. Once again, we thank you for joining us. We thank our home stations, Grander Radio out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and Sparks Radio out of Atlanta, Georgia. And we really appreciate the opportunity to be able to bring these topics to you every week. And, uh, you know, if there's something else that you'd like for us to cover, something you want us to kind of go in a little more detail about, we'll see what we can do. Make sure you reach out to us. Um, you know, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, you should be able to kind of shoot us a little message. And um, or if you're listening to this on one of those stations, our home stations, make sure that you just reach out to us on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, X, whatever is easiest for you. Let us know what you want to hear and we'll see what we can do. Sounds really royal. <laughs> All right. So next time, you know where to find us. Tune in, tell a friend. And we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.